Hey everyone, I wanted to talk to you about the so-called mainstream media. I got inspiration for this uh, this talk from Sargon of Akkad. So, for those of you who don't know, Sargon is a YouTube uh, a YouTube guy, anti-political correctness. He's also now running for a pol- as a as a member of parliament uh, in at the from the UKIP party in in the UK. But the other day, he was at a uh, he was at a press conference for this. Now, of course, the press hates him because he's a proponent of free speech. So, and when I say press, I mean the so-called mainstream media. And um, you know, he they they were kind of executing their usual program of uh, dishonest smear campaign against him. And at a press conference recently, he turned the tables on them. Someone, a friend of mine, actually pointed this out to me, and I went and checked it out. So. Without me explaining, I'll just play the clip really quickly of how Sargon reacted. His name is Carl Benjamin. How Sargon reacted to uh, the press and and how he approached the press. And then we'll talk a little bit about why that matters and why that's appropriate. So what I want you to do is each one of you to do one minute on why you're running as an MEP for UKIP. Carl, you go ahead. Oh, um, because you guys are severely mismanaging the country. I mean, really, I'm just here to kind of mock the legacy media. You go, you know, you, your your numbers are going down every day, and our numbers are going up, right? Like combined, the YouTube is getting like 30 million views a month. You're dying. You're, and it's because do you know do you know what your rating is on Trustpilot Business Review site? 84 percent, 84 percent one star for the BBC, 59 percent one star for ITV, and 72 percent one star for the for Channel Four. I don't care what you say. You are just smear Not one of you can tell me what I believe. Not one of you knows. But all of the public know because they can go to my YouTube channel, start on the cab, and just watch for themselves. I've been doing this for five years. I have nearly a million subscribers. Just go and have a look. I'm not answering your questions. I'm not apologizing for anything. You dirty, dirty smear merchants. Get back. So that's how he started the press conference. And, um, and then when reporters like raised their hand or whatever and wanted to ask questions he would uh he would say things like 84 percent one star yeah carry on right so he was calling them out at how what their low ratings were um just to emphasize that no one really pays attention to the so-called mainstream media anymore which is why i have been thinking about this a little bit and i wanted to look at it in the united states now <clears throat> we we tend to think of, you know, the CNNs and the MSNBCs and the Fox News as the kind of mainstream media, right? The big media, media companies. And we hear often that the kind of more popular YouTube people, such as Sargon, are part of this so-called intellectual dark web is what we hear. And, you know, I think if we really, you know, if we really think about it, the mainstream media is really more, I would call, legacy media. So actually, Eric Weinstein is credited with originally coining this term intellectual dark web. And of course, he was referring to, you know, when, when he when he coined this term, he was referring to himself and his colleagues. He 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 is part of the intellectual dark web, and I think it's a reflection of how he thinks his colleagues are perceived and how he is perceived by the 
quote, mainstream world, right? The mainstream institutions, media, universities, that kind of thing. And he he recognizes that he and his colleagues are viewed as kind of this dark and separate and uh, and dirty kind of thing. This They're toxic. They're radioactive in some way. And, you know, of course, the only requirement really for membership in the dark web is that you don't subscribe to this intersectional ideology that is has taken over really mainstream media, universities, a lot of institutions. And so the, the legacy media loves the term intellectual dark web because it marginalizes everyone who's not them, who wants to be part of a, a dark web. It sounds sinister. Um, you know, the implication is, of course, that it's something hidden and evil, right? There's something dangerous lurking below the surface of the web, the intellectual dark web. Uh, in fact, you know, often for the dark web, they use this this image of an iceberg where the tip of the iceberg is the part of the web that we normally use and the huge uh, portion below the water is the dark web. And so labeling intellectual dark web, labeling people intellectual dark web implies that they're part of this kind of dark and sinister and dangerous thing, right? You don't want to, uh, you don't want to run into an iceberg because of the, the dark web below, right? That the, the, the bottom part of the iceberg is the dangerous part that, that can sink your ship. And so that's why this term, I think, is really popular and why the legacy media loves to just label people, everyone from, from Joe Rogan to, to Eric Weinstein to Jordan Peterson to even Dave Rubin, are all smeared with this term. Even though Eric Weinstein came up with it, it's not a great term. Um, it's, a, it's a derogatory term, and they are smeared with it by the legacy media, and it's intended to make the rest of us feel like we don't need to listen to these people because they're part of this you know, evil cabal. They're the intellectual dark web. Why have they done this, really? It's that that name marginalizes, obviously, people who aren't in mainstream media, aren't in legacy media. It makes it sound like, oh, we're professionals. We have big buildings and nice suits and space in downtown, right? It's A-level space downtown. You can trust us with your ad dollars, everyone. But those other guys, right, they, uh, the those dark web guys, they're, you know, uh, they're really just one step up from basement-dwelling incels, right? They pay no attention to them. They're fringe. No one listens to them. They have no influence. Uh, they're not real media. They're not real journalism. Um, you know, look, they don't even wear suits and have teleprompters. I mean, you know, look at all the nasty things they say on Twitter. You want to avoid them, right? In fact, they should probably be banned from social media. So that's the uh, that's the kind of narrative that has been spun, and and that's why it's been spun because you got these mainstream media companies, and they don't like this this competition. And I know some people dismiss that as, what do you mean competition? Like Sargon competes with CNN or whatever, or Channel Four in in the UK, which is one of the one of the stations that was at the press conference the other day. People kind of scoff at that and like, ah, oh, you don't compete with them. They're real companies. You're just internet guy. You don't compete. You don't compete. But yes, you do. So let's take a look. Um, if we look at, so if you look at the total viewership, let's just take a look first at how big the cable news is. These are the top three. So the top three cable news people are, or channels are Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN. Those are the top three uh, news networks in the U.S. I'm focusing on the U.S. here. So 
And those top three, if you look at, uh, I found the 2018 uh, total viewers as as per Nielsen. So these are the Nielsen ratings, the total viewers in 2018. So for Fox, the largest one by far, they had 2.48 million viewers. And for MSNBC, they had 1.79 million viewers. They were the second. And the third of the big three is CNN, and they have 986,000 uh, total viewers in 2018, according to Nielsen. So that's that's what we got on the so-called mainstream, the legacy media. So does this supposed dark web, this dark, intellectual dark web, do they compete with mainstream media? Well, so let's take a look. Um, I just I just want to be clear that the dark web. I just kind of took some random people. Uh, for those of you watching, you've got some, you can see pictures. I tried to choose pictures in which the dark web people look nice and mean, right? They can they can be uh, vilified by by the legacy media. They all, they're all got mean faces on here. With the exception of Carl Benjamin, he's really hard to find him making a nasty face. But anyway, um, so I tried to find a bunch of evil, evil looking white dudes for this picture here. And these are all people that have been called by legacy media. They've all been called intellectual dark web at one time or another. And of course, there's more people, but these are these are just a, a sampling. And so this is Jordan Peterson from upper left to lower right. It goes Jordan Peterson, uh, Stefan Molyneux, um, Dave Rubin, Carl Benjamin, who is Sargon of Akkad, Milo Yiannopoulos, and, and of course, Joe Rogan. So um, so how do we compare how do we compare these guys to because they don't have Nielsen ratings? How do we compare them to CNN? And, and disprove this idea that uh, they're not competing, because I think they actually are competing. So how do we compare them? Well, of course, Nielsen doesn't take, um, Nielsen doesn't have information about, there's no Nielsen ratings for, for Jordan Peterson or Stefan Molyneux. But uh, I think the closest thing to compare, maybe the fairest comparison is YouTube subscribers. Of course, more people watch videos than are subscribers. That's true. Um, but you know, We'll, we'll be generous, we'll be conservative here and say, well, the subscribership maybe is a good metric for uh, for viewership uh, as a comparison when we're looking at cable news. And so, and of course for cable news too, the number of viewers, there's, there's actually a, at peak points, there's more views here and there. So probably the Nielsen total viewers and the subscribers on YouTube is a good way to compare getting closer to apples and apples. It's not exactly apples and apples, but we're getting as close as we can. So uh, if we're talking about influence and we're talking about who's mainstream, let's take a look at this. So what do we have? So here's a list of several uh, prominent, quote, intellectual dark web type of people. These are 10 people who the legacy media considers unimportant intellectual dark web fringe people. And this is everyone from uh, the this is Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, Dave Rubin, Sargon of Akkad, uh, who is Carl Benjamin, Stefan Molyneux, Milo Yiannopoulos, Count Dankula, whose real name is Mark Meachin, Tim Poole, Sam Harris, and Gad Saad, or Saad, I'm not sure how to say his name. So for each one, you know, some of them are, are more journalists, like Tim Poole is straight up a journalist. Right, Joe Rogan, more of just an interviewer, and you know, obviously he's a, a comedian in, in his, uh, you know, in one of his jobs. But the Joe Rogan podcast really just 
more interviews. Same with Dave, Dave Rubin. Jordan Peterson, obviously a little more, you know, commentary and and that kind of stuff, not not necessarily news at all. Uh, same with maybe Stefan Molyneux. But so there's a there's a smattering here of different types of people. And um, and if you look, so viewership wise or subscriber wise, Joe Rogan uh, is by far the most popular here in this list. He's at 5.17 million YouTube subscribers. Jordan and Peterson is next at 1.97 million. Dave Rubin at 991,000, 991,000. And it works its way down to the smallest on this list here is, is Gad, who has 151,000. Now, there's other people in between there. These are just ones that I chose there that are, are often smeared as intellectual dark web. So so that's what we've got. Now, just for those of you who who are wondering about where Alex Jones would have fit in, fit in because he did lose his YouTube channel, uh, Alex Jones or the Infowars YouTube channel would have been number two here on this list. They would have been at 2.4 million. So they would have been in between Jordan and Joe Rogan. So they would have taken over that second slot. So that's what we've got. Now, how do we compare these? People don't like numbers. Um, so I came up with a little way to compare these. Um, I, uh, I did this two ways. So I defined some units of measurement. One is, I call one of them a, a CNN. A CNN is an audience of 986,000 people, which is CNN's Nielsen uh, data from 2018. So one CNN is 986,000 uh, people. So I use them as the standard, the legacy media standard. And then and we're going to compare them to the dark web people. And the other standard I, I brought out is I use the, um, the, uh, the Tim Pool standard. Now... And I called these pools. One pool is 431,480, which was Tim's subscriber count last I checked. So I used him primarily for, for two primary reasons. One is he's low on the list. So you can't say I'm uh, cherry picking too much. I mean, CNN is the number three network. Tim is well below number three on the intellectual dark web list. So he's he's down on the list. He's got you know fewer subscribers than, than those Rogans and the Petersons and that kind of people. Uh, but he's also more strictly news, so he's a, he's a good comparison to uh, a news channel, right? He does a lot less commentary, a lot more news. He does some commentary, but then again, so does CNN. So, um, so that's that's what we got. One pool is four hundred thirty-one thousand, and one CNN is nine hundred eighty-six thousand. So, how do they compare to each other? Well, uh, for those of you who are watching, you can see this graph. I asked the question: How many CNNs is each dark web personality worth? Right, and so you can see so if you're going to spend your ad dollars um, on on these guys, um, what would you get in terms of? Uh, they're probably actually obviously they're much cheaper. But if you're going to spend ad dollars on some of the intellectual dark web people instead of CNN, what would you what would you expect to see? What kind of reach can you get? Well, um, if we look at this graph, Joe Rogan is worth 5.2 CNNs. That's a lot, right? So you advertise on Joe Rogan, you're reaching 5.2 times as many people as CNN. Um, Jordan Peterson, you're reaching twice as many, 2.0 people. Dave Rubin, Dave Rubin is a nice comparison. Dave Rubin is about one CNN. So he is, uh, he's, um, 
he's almost a, a straight comparison. So one Dave Rubin is one CNN in terms of audience reach. And then it works on down here. If you look at someone like Tim Pool, you're getting a little less than half a CNN. You're getting 0.44 CNNs, which is still pretty impressive considering Tim Pool is one guy with the camera, right? So that's what this this looks like all the way down to, to Gad, who's uh, 0.15 CNNs. Now, of course, when you, you ask, like, well, at this is this press conference, Sargon kind of said, I don't care what you think to the to the legacy media. Why do I, I don't care what you guys think. No one watches you. Well, why can Sargon can justify that? Look at this. Sargon is 0.96 of a CNN. He's almost CNN himself. Why does he care what Channel 4 in the UK thinks about him? His reach is CNN's, basically. So that kind of attitude starts to make sense. And then we look at, let's let's switch now and say, we'll ask the reverse question. Instead of how many CNNs is each um, intellectual dark web person worth, we'll say, well, how many pools, how many Tim pools is each of the legacy media worth? Um, and uh, again, I chose Tim because he's one guy with a camera. It's great. He's one guy with a camera doing news. Awesome. Okay. So Fox, the leader in... Um, the leader in, in cable news, or network news, 5.75 Tim Pools. So Fox could have almost six Tim Pools and be just as effective, and that's it. Uh, MSNBC, 4.15 Tim Pools, and CNN, 2.29 Tim Pools. So again, one guy with a camera, and not to undermine anything Tim does. He does great work. I love Tim, so he he's great. But CNN really only has uh, a little more than twice his reach for the entire freaking network of CNN. So so that's what that looks like. Now, we can stare at charts all day about who has more reach and that kind of thing, but I was wondering, you know, as a, not necessarily as a shareholder, but maybe as the long-term investor, like, how much do these networks spend to get this reach? Because I doubt Tim Pool spends millions of dollars to get his reach, right? So how much do they how much do they spend and what are they getting for their spend? How efficient is the legacy media? Um, which is something that you might care about if you're if you're an investor and you're thinking about long term where to place your money. Um, so let's take a look at that. So so I pulled some data from the uh, Pew Research had some 2017 data on on profit and and revenue, and I had to estimate based on splits of revenue from ads versus affiliates uh, affiliate fees. So th these are estimates estimates, but probably ballpark correct here. Fox News, uh, their costs, their operational costs uh, are about. One point. Now remember, all these companies, Fox, MSNBC, CNN, they're all owned by parent companies, so the finances are opaque, which is why this is an estimate here. So Fox News spends probably about $1.1 billion in operational costs. Now, the result of that cost, $1.1 billion, with a B, the result of that cost is they get about almost half a Joe Rogan. They get a 0.48 of a Joe Rogan. That's what they get out of that. So... So that's how that's money spent. I doubt Joe Rogan spends $2 billion. Um, MSNBC spends roughly $779 million. Again, these are estimates. And for that, they get about a little more than one Jordan Peterson. They get about 1.1 Jordan Peterson's worth of reach. Okay, And CNN 
um, spends spends about four hundred twenty nine million is the guesstimate here, and for that money, they get about ninety nine percent of a Dave Rubin. So um, not quite a whole Dave. So Dave's a little bit more more influential than CNN, a little more reach. So you know, again, these numbers are estimates. Even if I'm off by a factor of five, and CNN only spends less than a hundred million dollars. Or Fox only spends, even if I'm off to buy by an order of magnitude, Fox only spends, uh, let's say they only spend $100 million, right? Or CNN only spends $42 million. If I'm off by literally an order of magnitude, uh, it's still pretty ridiculous um, to compare them to, to Dave Rubin, Jordan Peterson, and Joe Rogan. So that's what they get for their money. So if you're thinking about investing, you might want might to wonder about their efficiency. So... If we look here um, at, at this, this big picture, it, it makes me think, who's really mainstream and who's really dark web? Because what we're told is that CNN is mainstream, and people like Carl Benjamin are the intellectual dark web, and Dave Rubin and Tim Pool, they're the, they're the intellectual dark web. CNN is mainstream, but are they? Because it seems like, really, CNN is just legacy media, and... Sargon of Akkad is new media, or Tim Pool is a better example because he's more straightforward comparison. He's a reporter. Tim Pool is where news is going, not CNN. And so my conclusion here is that this is mainstream. Mainstream are these guys. They're the Jordan Petersons and the Stefan Molyneux and the Dave Rubens and the Sargons and the Milos and the Joe Rogans. Even if you don't like some of these people, these are the mainstream people. And I'm making that claim based on reach. Together, these guys have way more reach than the three networks combined that we just talked about. And those are the three best networks. Those are the three um, most influential, most powerful networks, the biggest audience. These guys beat them. So the next time you think about writing a check to CNN for ad dollars or... Or something like that, you might want to ask yourself, who really is mainstream, right? I don't I don't think we should concede that network television is mainstream media anymore. That's not what they are. I'm gonna start calling them legacy media, because they're legacy media. And YouTube is whether it's YouTube or another platform, these these independent guys like Tim Pool. Um, commentators like Stefan Molyneux, they're the new media. That's where media is going. And frankly, they've got more influence. So who cares about uh, who cares about Anderson Cooper when you have Dave Rubin? So that's all I wanted to share. Uh, my thoughts on, on mainstream versus legacy media. Please uh, go ahead and like and subscribe to Unsafe Space. You can follow us on YouTube at Unsafe Space. And you can go to unsafespace.com for newsletter and uh and when we finally get banned we'll be able to tell you where our stuff is if you sign up for the newsletter there so thanks again everyone and uh remember it's not mainstream media it's legacy media make them feel old they're dinosaurs they're irrelevant let's start talking like that let's act like that because that's the truth <laughs>